Today on High Point with Ron Zappia. I think that this, the marriage not metaphor can really help people draw them back together and say, I'm going to go look for happiness over there. It's like, what have we got right here that God could restore, right? Yeah, Yeah. and ours completely unraveled, let's say, and it was because of me, it was because of my stupidity, it was because of sin, repentance had to take place. You know, we came to Christ. I mean, we were given a fresh start. Welcome to High Point with Ron Zappia. I'm your host, Steve Smith, and today we have a very special program for you. Recently, Pastor Ron and his wife, Jody sat down with nationally syndicated Moody Radio host, Chris Fabry, for an interview about their marriage and their brand new book titled The Marriage Knot. We thought that you'd like to listen in for some of that conversation as Ron and Jody shared their hearts on marriage, life, and love. Here's Ron and Jody during their interview on Chris Fabry Live. You'd been married six months. You were both kind of traveling, doing the business thing. You weren't Christians at the time. And Jody, you came home earlier than you'd planned from a business trip. Tell me what happened. Yeah, that's right, Chris. Um, so we've kind of dubbed that one of the worst nights of uh, our life. And um, But yeah, I had come home. I was supposed to actually be going out of town, so I kind of surprised uh, was going to surprise Ron by coming home. I was still finishing up a, a presentation at work. So I uh, I showed up, but I was the one that got the surprise. And, um, you know, unfortunately, um, Ron had, had gotten involved with um, a relationship at his work, uh, which led to uh, an affair. And that's pretty much what I walked in on um, that evening. And uh, as devastating as it was, uh, it was was kind of ironic because just a few days earlier, he had been out of town and I had been home and, um, you know, I had prayed to God and I hadn't really, wasn't a person that really prayed unless I was in trouble. And I sensed trouble. I just knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what. And um, so I just, I prayed a prayer like, God, if, you know, if you'll show me what's wrong, I'll do my part to fix it. And literally within 24 hours, um, I walked into um, that nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you see? A lot of a lot of women and men too, but a lot of women will have that feeling. There's something that's off. There's something not right here. Mm-hmm. But they spike it and they, eh, it's just you know, I had pizza last night or whatever. And you don't you don't listen to that. Mm-hmm. Why did you listen to that then? You know, um, I, 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 it was interesting. I mean, I had just seen, I, I think it was spurred on by, I had seen a television program, you know, Ron's Adopted, and somehow it just had hit on um, my heart's core. But I, I just, mm. um, you know, and I, I called out to God, and I didn't really know him, but I just had this sense that there was something that was out of my control uh, that was wrong, and that, you uh, you know, and, and then I went ahead, and I don't know why, but I made that commitment that I would do my part to fix it. Yeah. And so even in the midst of the turmoil and the craziness, like I couldn't help, but I, I was very aware that that wasn't a direct answer to my prayer. Not not one that I wanted, but yeah. uh, God had been listening to me for sure, and he had my full attention. Mm-hmm. So talk about knots. You probably wanted to put a knot on Ron's head. <laughs> yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. that's that's just the the worst, you know, the yeah. betrayal and everything. So now, Ron, you 
you yeah. awful person, you. Yeah, it's a, it was a noose around <laughs> my neck is what it was. I mean, that's Chris. Yes. I mean, honestly, this is the truth. And, you know, we went straight for the juggler here. We jumped in the deep end. I, I just want to start by saying this. Everybody has a story. And I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, we all have stories, things we're proud of, things we're not proud of. Um, we just opened the, the, the skeleton in my closet. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm so grateful for um, what it what it became, what happened, and how our wounds can be used for good and for God's glory. Yes. And, uh, you know, just even reliving this, and, and it's been so many years later, you know, my heart is devastated. This was my best friend. This was the person I grew up with. Uh, this is the person I didn't want to disappoint. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to do any of those things. And I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing. And, um, you know, it led me down a path where, you know, I, I was believing a lot of lies and, and trying to get feelings and things met in other places. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it was a difficult season. It was a difficult time. Um, I know, um, you know, Jody, uh, graciously, I mean, that was the worst night of our lives. And, uh, but what happened the next morning, I mean, I can't believe, I mean, if you can imagine the details, you know, the next morning she slept on the floor or I slept on the floor. She was on the couch and, you know, we were in the same place and she got up the next morning, put a dress on of all things. Again, we're not churchgoers. We're not Christians. We don't come from a Christian home. And she goes over to uh, a church across the street that was actually, we didn't even realize it then, it was a, you know how sometimes in the afternoons, like an Asian body will use the church, you know, it was mm -hmm. like a Baptist church or something like that, and we didn't even know, but Jody just gets up, puts a dress on, tears in her eyes, and she's, I said, what are you doing? Where are you going? And she's like, I'm going to go to church, and, you know, she was following up on, I'm, I'm going to go get some help, and and so she walked into a, into this church. I mean, I, I didn't, you know, I wouldn't go to church. I wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't be the place that I would look to. And she met a woman there that probably gave her the best advice that can ever be given. And so, Joda, if you want to share that, mm. um, you know, that would be great. Sure. Uh, this lady was, um, you know, she was just kind of setting up or cleaning up. And uh, right away, she's the first person I had to try to verbally express what was going on. And um, I was there because my sister had just said, hey, you need to go. You need to get counseling. You can't just get a divorce. You need to. Uh, that's a really big decision. And um, But she said, but get Christian counseling. And so uh, that's why I walked into this church. I purposely skipped the service. I came at the end, which, I mean, it just kind of tells you where I was at. Um, but this woman uh, just showed compassion immediately. Um, she even gave a, a short testimony. We had a little bit of a language barrier, but she'd said, uh, my husband, he was a failure too, you know, and then mm. directed me. Chris, uh, that's what we are. <laughs> so that's yes. all these husbands. I'm we all fail in many ways. But she was so sweet, and she sent me off at, to a marriage workshop that was going on in the area at a different church, which I just love that. And, you know, now Ron and I... Um, are privileged to to lead a church with four campuses, and uh, you know, I just love the idea that um, all our churches, you know, we can work yeah. together. Like some of us, you know, if, if if you know a church down the street can meet the need of somebody, um, yeah, and it's something Being you don't currently have, yeah. you know, I love it that this is not somebody so on staff though. This is not a pastor. <laughs> this is, this yeah. is somebody who's cleaning up. You know, yeah. this is somebody who's picking up and just there, and yeah. and kind of you stumbled onto her. Yeah. And isn't it, and, and my hope is that today, that as you're driving down the road and you're listening to these three people talk here on the radio, that you're going to hear something more than just three people talking on the radio. You're going to hear what Jody heard when she walked into that church that day. Mm -hmm. And that is, there's hope for you. Mm -hmm. There's hope for That's your right. marriage. There's hope for you. Yeah. And, and the beauty of this story that we're going to unveil, we're going to take a break and then we come back 
The beauty of this uns- this story is that there is that spiritual component then that ma- that changed everything. You've just jumped into the deep end of the the tar pit or the the mud bog. Now, what happens next is what you need to hear. You're listening to some select portions of a special interview featuring Pastor Ron Zappia and his wife, Jody here on High Point. To hear their full story, request a copy of their new book, The Marriage Knot, when you call 844-HP-RADIO. Now let's get back to the interview with Chris Fabry. Uh, So you just heard about the infidelity six months in, not believers, but they decided to to get married. And uh, you said that that person, that you went back six years later to find out who that was in that church, Mm -hmm. didn't you, Jody? Yeah, we did. Um, I just, it it was probably only two years later, and I remember... At that point, you know, we were Christians, and I thought I'd, I'd never—I just wanted to thank her. And then there was also this part of me that honestly, um, she was the only one in that room. I wondered if she might have been an angel. You know how they say, hey, you might have entertained <laughs> sure. one, and you didn't even know it. Um, so I kind of wanted to see if she was even real. And, you know, I went back, I, I timed it up, and there she was. It turns out she was actually the pastor's wife of this small Asian gathering that met in the afternoons. And, you know, this is before we went into ministry, but yeah. I just felt like, again, it was just such a, almost like a foreshadowing that here she was just, um, you know, like you said, just cleaning up and she's the only one there. And, um, but boy, she, the words she spoke to me, uh, Chris, were, hey, don't go there with half your heart, go there with your whole heart. And, uh, those words just played over and over in my mind. There'd be times when I'd be uh, starting to tune out and build my own list of um, why I should go ahead with a divorce. And I would hear those words echo in my head, and that's how I, I know that they were directly from God. So she was just so used so profoundly. But I did get a chance to thank her. She remembered me right away. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, and it's you like, wouldn't you know, be here today. Oh my you know, in God's yeah. providence and right. His mm-hmm. kindness, you wouldn't be here if she hadn't been right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. she was the one that sent us to the counseling. She sent us to a church where we went to get into a marriage workshop, and that was really what, on uh, you know, really for us. I, I mean, never hearing anything about the Bible or really learning or growing spiritually. Like I, you know, we didn't know what we were doing, and I was just thankful. Um, I was in a place where, you know, I I, I had nowhere else to turn. You know, we were in Chicago. Um, we're from Ohio and, you know, we were here, there was nobody around, didn't have any friends. And, you know, honestly, it was a, Chris, it was, it was probably good that we were alone and didn't have anybody because we just, we just had each other and we went to this thing. And I, I can't believe Jody, you know, would go with me to this marriage mm-hmm. conference or excuse me, this workshop. And, you know, the next thing we knew, you know, we were learning things that we had never been taught before. And here's the here's the great thing that you're you're in a crisis point in your marriage, and it's a big one. Not everybody is there, right? But I hear a lot of people that call who are in in some stage of what you were in, and that is, I, maybe I married the wrong person, or we, we're not in love yeah. anymore. I don't right. feel the same way, and I want to be happy. And doesn't God want me happy? And all of that. And they just feel like they're alone with the the struggle. I think that this the marriage not metaphor yeah. 
can really help people draw them back together and say, not, not, I'm going to go look for happiness over there. It's like, what have we got right here that God could restore, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and ours completely unraveled, let's say. It. And it was because of me. It was because of my stupidity. It was because of my foolishness. It was because of selfishness. You know, we can look back at it now and say it was because of sin. Repentance had to take place. You know, we came to Christ. I mean, we were given a fresh start. And you're right. I think there's a lot of situations that we find ourselves and we think that we're hopeless. We think there's nowhere to turn and we don't feel like doing it. The marriage not analogy is one, you know, obviously we didn't come up with it, but it requires, unless it's, you know, if the knot's not inspected and checked, it's going to loosen up over time. So these biblical choices help to tighten the knot and to really help it become strong. And so for us that, you know, that started with, you know, the first choice of just, you know, growing spiritually, you know, coming together and becoming followers of Christ and learning what the Bible had to say about certain things so that we could move forward. Can God tie you a double knot? Because <laughs> <I, laughs> yeah. I've been doing the, the jump rope thing, you know, yeah. over the last <laughs> right. few months. And it's like every time I go in there, I forget to tie the double knot. And invariably I have to stop because my laces are, you know, flopping around there. It, it just happens when you get into some kind of vigorous thing that you're yeah. doing, jumping up and down. Right. Those laces are going to come untied because right. of the struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't have a situation like ours where it's, you know, quite, you know, hit the bottom of the barrel, so to speak, and, and all that. But we all, you know, matter, you know, matter what the situation is, whether it's a, a difficult relationship or whether it's, you know, an addiction or whatever, whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. you know, that you can work on it together, that God will meet you in the midst of it. You know, um, that's really what we learned and what we saw. And, um, you know, it took work. It takes intentionality. You know, I, I think if you don't want to have a great marriage, everybody looks down the street and you just think, oh, that couple, they've got it all together mm-hmm. and they're this. And, you know, everyone struggles in their relationships. And marriage is a perfect place for us to do what? To come alongside people and help people to show what the Bible speaks about, what the Lord desires. And, you know, we've learned to use our wounds and, you know, for his good, as you've said, and it's it's really been a joy for us and a, and a help to many people as, you know, just like this, you want to be, you know, good at something, whether it's, you know, hey, I want to improve my golf game. Well, you got to get out and play, you know, you want to lower that handicap. You want to become a good cook, you know, well, you can't just sit there and watch the food channel. You got to get in the kitchen. Want a good marriage. It's going to be this. You're going to have to do this. There's some hard work and intentionality of tightening the knot and making good biblical choices that can really help do that. I wanted, I don't want to run past the gospel part of this though, because that is a that is a, a, a shift in your thinking. And you already said, Jody, that you had prayed to God. You didn't know who you were praying to at the time, you know, mm-hmm. but but you had reached out to Him and said, "Show me, show me the truth here. Show me what's wrong." And He did. Mm-hmm. Now. What was the gospel uh, side of the? How? Why were you so open, Ron? Was it because you needed forgiveness? Do you think? I think you know. For me, it was. Yeah, you know, we walked into that move. Um, I don't even know what Ron was thinking walking into the meeting because it was past you know, his office. Yeah, honestly, I was going there to get yeah. an okay for a divorce. That's Chris, really what business, I. This is a businesswoman. She's not saying she won <laughs> salesman of the year. She had a Rolex watch on her hand because why she wa- she she worked for a uh, top one hundred Fortune five hundred mm-hmm. company. I mean, she was like there was a calendar. You know, there was a calendar in front of her Franklin planner. It said divorce. You know, this I have to know. I. I I, and she thought I was giving it she two had weeks. Grounds. Yeah, and, and honestly, wow. she did. And, and I think even as people are hearing this, a lot of us as followers of Christ and even know the Bible, and we're looking for that out. And I'm just so thankful she didn't take that out. 
we walked into a counselor's office. He asked us, you know, immediately, we didn't know Jesus. He said, we can talk about, I've got 45 sure. minutes for it. Yeah. He's, he said, we can talk about your marriage and how messed up it is, or we can talk about the forgiveness that's available in Christ. And so you mentioned, you know, I, I needed that. Like I, I needed forgiveness. I had nowhere to turn. And so we both looked at each other with tears in our eyes and we said, you know, give us the Jesus thing. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> and honestly, that was October 31st. So we laugh. A lot of people say, oh, Halloween, you know, a lot of, hey, some good stuff happened for us on Halloween. We got saved. Wow. And we walked out of that office and, you know, obviously the marriage wasn't restored. And by no means are we saying to anyone that just pray a simple prayer and everything's going to be done and over and there's no going to be no struggles or anything like that. You know, we know that the sacrifice and the things that took place. But it was, I don't want to run past the feeling yeah. that I had as, you know, the weight had been lifted and forgiveness. I, I'll never forget it. Like, I, you know, uh, the blood of Christ washed me and I, I needed that, that I was carrying that, you know, proverbial backpack of guilt mm. and shame and I didn't have anywhere to go. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was life changing. And I know in that meeting, Jody had a similar experience. Yeah, I, I can remember, uh, I knew something was definitely different about this because, um, you know, at one point I, I just even remember Ron even verbalizing, recognizing that he had sinned against not only me, but even more importantly, he'd sinned against God. And, you know, I wasn't even ready to really hear that. I was just, you know, the whole thing was kind of becoming, um, just turning into something I didn't expect. And like I said, I kept wanting, I kept thinking the spotlight was going to stay on Ron and I was going to get this okay to get a divorce. But um, thankfully, um, the pastor who was counseling us um, in his wisdom did not let me go uh, mm. without dealing with my sin and my contribution to the breakdown. Ron always says, oh, it was all me and all that. But um, I'll just say this, there's always two people involved in a in a breakdown and also in a, you know, rebuilding. But um, in the breakdown, whether you think, you know, whether you think, oh, I'm only maybe 5 or 10% yeah. of the problem, that's fine. It doesn't matter what that percentage is. You better just own 100% of that piece. That's a good word. Piece. And um, that's what happened that day for me that really surprised me is he just kept turning that spotlight back onto me. And he was asking me questions about our courtship um, that I didn't really want to deal with that day. But, you know, the truth was, um, you know, he, he, he point blank asked if we had been faithful before we got married. If I had, you know, had we had premarital sex. And uh, I remember I was mad that I was even being asked this question. What does this have to do with it? You know, I remember <laughs> right. thinking all this. I went from being just angry. Um, but then it was like, ah, oh, he's right. You know, like he, he's got me like he knows. And, you know, I knew I had some other sin and I just didn't think that I was going to be dealing with my sin that day. And uh, I thank God so much uh, that I did because otherwise we could have walked out of there and we'd have had one person saved mm. and I would have just been justified in my own um you know, my own lostness, my own need for forgiveness. So the yes. good news is the ground is level at the foot yeah, of the cross. That's right. And that's where we were brought to that day. And we both, thankfully, uh, walked out of there with just uh, like a fresh start. You know, it's a new mm, year right yeah, now. And right. It, that was with a feeling. And there, there was just this load. There was a load off my shoulders, even this whole big decision about the divorce. You know, I remember at the last minute, you know, the 45 minutes were up and we would prayed this prayer 
and um, we had repented of our sin, and, and, and we both owned our own sin. And um, I remember saying, wait a minute, what about the marriage? Should we, should we be living together? Should we get separated? And I remember he just said, well, I, I don't know what's going to happen with your marriage. <laughs> that wasn't and, what we expected to hear. <laughs> no, but there was something that was freeing about that, you yeah, know, because right. like I was carrying that weight, like I had to make this yeah. huge decision. And um, all of a sudden it was kind of like that weight was lifted as well. And I thought, you know, he said, no, you just start a relationship with God. Why don't you just work on that for now? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and I think uh, that's really uh, relevant to people today. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, maybe your situation isn't identical to ours, mm-hmm. but there's been some things that you're unhappy with in your relationship. There's been some, you know, struggles and possibly even some sin that you're having a hard time uh, confessing or forgiving. I mean, that's the other thing that's mm-hmm. so difficult, you know, but in this story, it's like we don't have to run ahead and try to figure out what the end result is dealing with our relationship with God first and and taking ownership of that um, that's all we can control at that point you know it's just like I've got to deal with my own relationship now fortunately Jody's heart was open ours was open and we were learning together um, but uh, you know it's it's opportunity you know it's opportunity to grow opportunity to, to learn you know I love the verse in the scripture that has become one of our favorites it says the Lord is near to the brokenhearted mm-hmm. And so we were, we were definitely experiencing his empowerment in the midst of our brokenness. If you're listening today and your marriage is really, really strong, God bless you. I'm glad of that. You probably have a couple in your life and they're having a struggle. And you may have a couple in your life and they're not believers. The gospel that you have just heard the Zappias describe is so clear and so gently portrayed in this, the marriage not. It's, it's done not in a heavy-handed way but in a, in a real honest way, that, like you've just heard. So this is one of those resources that may help you as you reach out to your friends and neighbors, family members too, the marriage knot, seven choices that keep couples together. I promise we're going to talk about those, some of those choices, but I have to come back to this, and that is, Ron, so many men will call you here, and sometimes it's infidelity, sometimes yeah. it's my wife just left, and I want my wife back, and my goal is to get my wife back because if I don't have my wife back, or it could be the wife saying, i got to get my husband back, yeah. and everything is about I've got to have that person back in my life. And it sounds like you were committed to Jody and you wanted the marriage to continue, but you were more committed to walking with Jesus yeah. from that point on. Is that true? Well, you know, yeah, but we, we didn't know Christ. You know, I, I can't emphasize that enough. We didn't have a, a gospel background, but I, I say that just to, just to emphasize this. You know, I had tried that, Chris. I had tried. You know, we had been dating, I mean, for 10 years. We got, you know, we knew each other. She knew everything about me. We knew each other. I was the new kid in eighth grade and she was, you know, in seventh grade and went to homecoming together, did all that, went to college. And and so I had messed up before, you know, as an ex-athlete come basketball season, man, the my, my head couldn't fit through the door. And, you know, I'd come begging back to come back to her at, at, during track season, you know, and, and she'd take me back. And so we went through some difficult things. I wasn't trying to win points anymore. I wasn't trying to you know, to, to win her back. I, I think what happened is the supernatural. And I, I can't describe it, but, you know, she's made the statement and I, I don't want to gloss over it. She said, you know, at, at this point, Ron realized that he had sinned against God and me. 
And I think that's the big piece that we can often miss. You know what? The, yes. the part that I sinned against God, I had never thought about that in my life. I had never come to recognition that, that I had displeased my heavenly father. And so I don't want to minimize the, the collateral damage that our sin does in the relationships, but think about what it does to your relationship with God. And I think that can be ignored. You know, if the person, the guy is thinking to themselves, I just want to win them back. You know what? That can be an idol. That relationship mm-hmm. can be an idol. And, you know, I was going forward with Christ. Listen, at that point, I didn't think Jody was going to forgive me. So I had nowhere to turn, nothing to lose. And I was just pressing into Jesus in this newfound relationship. And, you know, I just started devouring the Bible, uh, reading God's word. I mean, it. I was. that was one of the hungriest times. And I'm sure you've been through those times. All of us, you know, as followers of Christ, there's certain seasons where your, your thirst and quench for God and His Word is undeniable. You're listening to Pastor Ron Zappia and his wife Jody with Moody Radio host Chris Fabry here on High Point. They've been discussing Ron and Jody's brand new book called The Marriage Knot. For all marriage resources, including the devotional and messages from the broadcast series, visit us online at highpointministries.com. And when you give a gift of $25 or more to High Point Ministries, we're going to say thank you by sending you a copy of Pastor Ron and Jody's book called The Marriage Knot. It's designed to help you apply the seven keys that keep couples together. This highly anticipated book is an exclusive resource from Ron and Jody. So ask for your copy when you give a donation of $25 or more today. Call 844-477-2346. That's 844-477-2346. Or give and request your copy of The Marriage Knot online at highpointministries.com. For those who prefer to write, address your envelope to High Point Ministries, P.O. Box 281, Naperville, Illinois, 60566. We're so glad that you joined us for today's special interview with Ron and Jody. I'm your host, Steve Smith, inviting you back next time to elevate your faith right here on High Point with Ron Zappia.